think if we can just try to make the world a little bit kinder, a little bit better, and this tiny, what you think is a tiny circle around you, the beautiful thing about it is that it's, it can, it can magnify and exponentially grow this, your kindness and your impact can just exponentially grow as people pass it on, but people have to pass it on, right? So receive and give. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. My name is Bailey, and this is another episode of The Best That I Can. I am just like the first episode out in the woods. It rained most of the morning, and so the birds are kind of going crazy, and you might hear some rain falling here and there. I am getting soaked, but it's totally fine. It's worth it. I actually really like being out in the woods in the rain. I I don't know. I don't mind just next time it rains, just go out in the rain and sit there in your clothes. Like there's something, something about it that really is therapeutic. I thought I would start out with a little life update. This morning I worked my job with the College of Business doing marketing and I was working with um, analyzing some data and stuff for the school. So that's what I was doing this morning. And later today I have a really exciting call for this business product idea that I have with this um, guy who I know through my school and we're just going to kind of talk. I just need some advice. I've never, um, my major is marketing. It's not entrepreneurship. So I don't, I don't know very much about starting, starting companies. Um, and he, I met him through the honors college at my school and he started a ton of companies. He's really knowledgeable and really cool. So I'm excited for this meeting a little bit later. Um, after I record this, I'll probably go prepare for that, but I'm really excited about that. Also a little bit nervous, but he's really nice and I've met him before, so it should go pretty good just getting advice, kind of seeing what he recommends for the next steps here, which is so exciting, but also really overwhelming. It's a lot, but all good things. And what else? I am tomorrow. I'm leaving. I'm driving. So I come home to Illinois for the summer and I'm driving to my cousin and then from there we're driving to her sister's house and then from there we're driving to New York City. I'm actually really close with, um, I don't have that many girl cousins but we're really close. We always have been growing up and so me and my sis- my two sisters and my oldest sister and then my oldest girl cousin, they actually have a house together because they both ended up living in the same city and so we're all just meeting there and then going to New York City and I'm I can't even express to you how excited I am to go to New York City I've only been there one other time it was when I was in high school with the same cousins and we went there because my oldest cousin she actually lived there for a summer doing an internship and so I went with her family to go move her out and just to kind of see the city because I've always been drawn there. And so I'm really excited to go back. We only spent about, I think like 24 hours there last time, just helping her move. And we saw some stuff, but it was very busy. And so I'm excited just to go back and kind of experience it for a few more days. So that's really exciting. And I have lots of stuff I've been saving in my phone that I've seen on TikTok and Pinterest and stuff for this trip over the last year and a half. Somehow I ended up on the New York City side of TikTok 
probably because I do research about it and literally look at New York City apartments all the time. Whenever I'm bored, I just like dream about moving there, but maybe one day we'll, maybe one day, but so yeah, I've been getting an itinerary ready for that and it's going to be a lot of driving. I'm driving, hoy, I mean out there and then back, so probably around 30 hours in the car by the end of it, which is a lot, but it's going to be spread out and totally worth it. And I love road trips. Sweet. I get lots of sweet time with my cousins in the car and my sisters. And, you know, we live across the country at this point, so we can all catch up. And I just, I really love road trips. I I don't mind them at all. I think they're actually really fun and reading, listening to podcasts, something about a good road trip chat, you know, just brings out, brings out the best. I don't know how, but it just does. It's a certain vibe, that road trip late night road trip talk so that's kind of what's happening this next week and I will definitely update you guys afterwards with kind of the trip and what happens and I'm sure I'm sure it'll be eventful so I'm excited but next I want to talk about the book I just finished reading and that is The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey and I have no clue how to pronounce her last name, but it's a really famous book. So if you just look it up, you can find it. But I had watched this movie oh, quite a while ago back in high school. And I saw this book at the thrift store and I was like, oh, I really liked that movie. I want to read it. And I know it's pretty popular and it really, so, so I heard a really good book. And so I checked it out and I read it over the last, I think week and a half. And I really, really liked it. I loved her writing style. The author is actually from Chicago, which I have lived in a couple suburbs of Chicago and being my family we've lived all over but mainly in Illinois and so I just like when the author like kind of has a tie to where I'm from and the book take place takes place in Chicago and so that was cool to like hear them talk about different streets that I've been to and know and very familiar with but anyway so I really like this book. I definitely recommend it. It's about a girl who there's um, a guy who time travels and his wife. <laughs> I bet you he guessed that. And they it follows her life. She is just stuck on you know the normal timeline of life, and he can jump in and out and jump around. And so he actually comes as a grown up, and he, but he can't control where he gets dropped. And so he'll he'll drop in randomly, random places, and. It's actually like kind of problematic and dangerous, but he drops in when she's a young girl and they just kind of become friends and he knows later on down the road that they're going to get married. And so it's following their love story and their life. And I, it made me feel like a lot of really weird, different things. And it's books that follow an entire person's life from start to finish. They make you feel such a certain way because it, it makes you feel almost like melancholy that you just like read this whole person's life and it's over and then it's like oh my gosh like my life that's like my life do you know what I mean like it makes you realize it just makes you feel like time goes so fast and holy crap like I'm gonna be in that place soon and it's a really weird feeling versus like books that only cover like a year's time you're it's just like hard to grasp that much of time without it making you realize like oh my word life is not endless and Uh, you know it's it really makes you to like come to terms with time and it's all about time so it's a really good book I really liked it and I really liked her writing style and the way that she portrayed like certain things and it has covers some mental illness stuff and so I actually really liked it I love the way they portrayed family uh in the book 
like it just it somehow portrayed how complicated a family is but perfectly and so yeah I definitely recommend that I would give it mm, seven out of ten stars probably and then just kind of an overall check-in I have been feeling I feel pretty good today I have a little bit of a headache and work work was a lot but it was really good I didn't feel like anything was kind of like too hard or difficult or out of my control I felt like I could do all the tasks for today so I feel like I'm in a pretty good place um like I said I'm a little bit nervous for my meeting later but a good nervous and yeah I feel like I'm doing really good today actually I'm really excited for this trip and just letting myself be excited you know sometimes I there's a while where I wouldn't let myself do that because I didn't want to get my 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 hopes up and things just kind of go bad sometimes but I think it's okay to let yourself be excited and you know be optimistic about it so that is kind of where I'm at. So today's topic, as you can tell by the title of the podcast, is random acts of kindness. And I feel like there's a lot to kind of cover here, but I obviously, you know, it's kindness, like the overall topic of kindness, it can go anywhere. And it's, it's a lot to cover. So I'm just going to keep it mainly random acts of kindness. And the reason I want to talk about this is I was working a couple days ago at the ice cream shop that I work at and this older man and his wife came in and they were so sweet and it was a really 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 busy day I was working with a new girl so it was just kind of added like an element to it trying to you know work with someone who oh my gosh a tick was just on my leg all right anyway I working with a new person who doesn't have as much experience it's really busy I know she was overwhelmed, but this cute couple comes in and they're so sweet. I'm joking around with the older gentleman and, and they're just really sweet. They're like a little ray of sunshine in this really busy day. And the guy, he gets a shake and we're like joking around and I'm making a shake for him, a milkshake. And I give him the shake and they go to leave and he tips me $20 and he says $10 for each of you. And he was like, thanks so much for my shake and have a great day. And I, you guys, that I, for some reason, people don't really tip very much. And I totally understand, like, getting ice cream, you know, it's like five, four or five dollars. So you're not going to tip that much, which makes sense. So I normally only get tipped like nothing or like a couple dollars. And so for him to tip ten dollars, like, I don't know why, but it really just hit me. And I just needed it. And I, I was like, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. And like, I was like, I'm going to start crying. And he was like, no, don't do that. And then they like walked out or whatever. And I was like, have a good night. And then as soon as they left, there was this other guy in the shop and he was standing there getting his ice cream. My coworker was scooping his ice cream and I just started crying, like not like bawling or anything, but I was like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. And my coworker, she was asked, she was like, what, what's happening? And I was like, he just tipped us $20. Like that's so sweet and kind. And I just like had to go collect myself because I just wasn't expecting it. And I, people had been kind of rude to that day and. So it's just that small act of kindness. It literally made both of me and my coworkers shifts and $10, you know, not that much money, but for me, that's like a lot when it's unexpected and it's not needed. It's totally a random act of kindness. And so that had me thinking about how can I do that, that feeling, you know, when someone does something just randomly really nice for you and that sometimes moves you to tears or just it lifts your day. How can I do that more? And so that got me thinking about today talking about that and I have this book that I've read I got it from Barnes and Noble it's called how to be kind tales of inspiration and lessons in kindness and it's by Kara Frost share it share it um it's a really cute little like it's illustrated and 
it's not like a book book it's kind of like an illustrated little cute book with pictures and stuff but it it got me thinking about that because it, it this book I definitely recommend reading it it's really cute um, it just gives little ideas of random acts of kindness and it has quotes on kindness and just little stories about random acts of kindness that people have sent in or famous ones. So I definitely recommend checking out this book and I'll, I'll be ref- like referring to it a couple times throughout. You know, as I was thinking about random acts of kindness and how the smallest act can literally change the world and the power that that has you know obviously let's take the example of that guy tipping me really good that that might not seem like the biggest deal but the repercussions that that can have could be limitless and if you think about so let's say he tipped me ten dollars and I go and I tip someone really well next time I go out and let's say that person was having a really bad day and it's just the repercussions can be endless and they go and they then hold the door for someone and then they and it's it reminds me of those those not cheesy youtube videos but i think they're really beautiful but the youtube videos showing like one act of kindness and then it follows it and it shows all the different ways it can go and carry and the repercussions that it can have and the waves i think about like when you drop something in the in on a water and all those little ripples go out i feel like that's what a random act of kindness has the potential to do and it can go and disrupt all the things around it but in a positive way and so the power is kind of limitless and you don't actually even know how that act of kindness is going to be used or change things and i think that's really beautiful and that's why it's really important as well when people do a show me kindness to like kind of pay it forward and it's it's natural to want to pay it forward there's the psychology law of reciprocity where it's natural when someone does something for you you naturally want to either do it back to them or to someone else the sense of like we naturally want to pay things forward or kind of repay things and that could be used as well just to carry on and pay things forward and there's one so I was thinking about I had a couple of classes that we covered um, altruism, which is like the selflessness acts where there's you don't want anything in return. It's when people like the stories about people donating their kidneys randomly, anonymously with they never know who gets them. They never get paid back. Stuff like that. That's altruism where it, it's completely selfless. And I think those are the those are the most authentic and genuine and beautiful acts of kindness but there's also I think you know the golden rule where it's like treat others as you want to be treated which is also I think beautiful but it's almost more of a selfish oriented way of being kind and so I think we should aim more to be selfless in what we do and I think naturally again you know there is this sense of like oh maybe they'll you know maybe someone else will do that for me if I do this for them I think that's natural but it's it's best to kind of shy away from thinking about how they can they can pay you back and just to do things without any entitlement which makes it more genuine and it's true act of random kindness then and I think to do these things like you have to have this element of presentness and I think about the days where I go through my day and I literally don't notice anyone else and that sounds horrible but it's true I have days you know I think we naturally can be really self-absorbed it's just kind of natural and I'll go days where I don't really look up, you know, I'm just going through the motions, I forget to notice other people, I forget to check in and read, read the kind of their, not energy, but you know, how they're doing, and this is with strangers and with my family and my friends, and so it takes this level of presentness, right, check in, 
where you are. And that's a habit as well to look for the small things, look for those little signals, um, that people give when you're out and about, look for their posture. How, how are the, how are their eyes? Are their eyes always down? Are they hunched over? Like maybe they're struck. Like it's just those small little tells that you have to be, you have to be present to notice, but that opens as soon as you start noticing that stuff, it's like kind of hard to turn it off and it does become a habit and you can direct your kindness towards those people. And science has done studies about i we talked about this in one of my classes and it literally changed the way it was my personality psych class but it changed the way that i thought about things because um science has found that happy people and also grateful people are healthier and then live longer obviously you know there's the random things that just you know take people out but statistically they live longer and they're healthier and they're happier And that's because selflessness and helping people actually creates endorphins, which then helps us feel happier and raises our overall mood. And so it's, it's doing things selflessly, but by doing that, it does help you. And I think it's really easy when you get stuck in this rut of, like I talked about earlier, when you're kind of in a self-centered funk, or maybe you're in a season of depression and, and you just really can't find the energy to look up and focus on people because you're just simply trying to survive and that's okay too you know it does it does take energy the initial energy to just do an act of kindness but again it does pay off you know it will it will help you feel better but sometimes it's hard to find that first spurt of energy to do that but you know when you get in this self-centered funk and and it's hard to you know notice other people but you know this Doing that and making an effort to do that actually will help make things better. And so I recommend if you ever, if you're in one of those funks or, or you, you have been, or, you know, you probably will be again, like take a day and maybe within that, just try as hard as you can focus on others, focus on helping other people, focus on doing something kind for a stranger or your family and just see how you feel at the end of the day. Just try that. And I, I need to do that too. You know, I'm, to- I'm talking to myself here just as much as everyone else. And then also doing nice things creates oxytocin, which helps lessen stress, helps create a calm feeling. And so when you struggle with anxiety, again, take that. Anxiety is very, not meaning to be self-centered, but can be. And take that off of yourself and see how it makes you feel. I think it's beautiful too that our minds work that way. That it's rewarding to help other people. And, you know, being a Christian, I think God made us that way. And I think, I think that's a beautiful tool. And I think it's beautiful. But truly, truly, I feel that just, you know, those people who, who are like a ray of light and they're warm and they're so kind and, and you just feel around them better and they're always just friendly and kind you know, my goal is to be one of those people. And I'm not naturally like that, I don't think. But, and I don't know if maybe those people aren't either. And they're just further along their journey. But my goal is to kind of be more like that. And, and I really look, I have people in my life like that. And, and I look up to them a lot. And Let's talk about a few small things that you can do today. A few small random acts of kindness that I can do today. First one that always comes to mind is complimenting people. I some of the things that have stuck with me the most are compliments and I remember 
I, I've always been self-conscious about my nose. I, not anymore, but for most of my life I was. And recently, I think it was a year ago, this girl, she just looked at me and she said, totally unsolicited, which a lot of compliments on my nose I've gotten were like, oh, I hate my nose. And then people say, oh no, I like your nose. It's like a solicited comment, right? Totally unsolicited. She says, I really like your nose. Like, it's so unique. I really like your nose. And I've never had anyone say that to me ever. And it, it stuck with me. And that's not why I'm not, you know, self-conscious about it anymore. I found, I found a sort of disconnect with, I don't really care anymore, but I, that really stuck with me. I think about it actually a lot. And so complimenting people, you know, there's, there's a service level compliments that are really, those are totally fine too. You know, compliment a girl on her outfit, compliment a girl on her smile. But I think there's also dig a little deeper and try complimenting people on who they are or their energy or their laugh or I really love that you, that you care about people. Or I love how hardworking you are. You're so hardworking. It's amazing. Stuff like, stuff like that. You know, try to dig deeper, not just service level compliments. Or you're really good at encouraging people. And I, I want to be more like that. You know, something like that. Compliments that go a little deeper, those truly mean more in the end. But I think service level compliments are okay too. Number two, volunteering. And I think this kind of, this can go both ways. This can be, again, it can be kind of, you don't want to have this savior type complex, right? When you're volunteering or working places. And I think it's important to do it within your local community. I always, I always try to do things within my local community versus going on a missions trip somewhere far away, which I think to some extent, those are okay to some extent. But I think focusing on your community and doing it not in, not in a savior sort of, I can save you or I'm better than you and I'm here to help you get to my level. That's not the goal here. But, you know, volunteering at the, the animal shelter, at the homeless shelter, at the food bank, something like that. I think those are okay. As long as done with the right intent, those are okay and those are good. And those are something that we could totally try to do here. Number three is super simple, but I wrote down just smile at people and make it genuine, not a forced smile because you can tell. You can see right through it. I can see right through it. And it almost makes me feel worse sometimes. A genuine, real smile. You know, make eye contact with people. Obviously not creepy, but... And read the person. But a genuine, real smile can go a long way to a stranger or just someone you know, even. Four is donate blood. I have never actually donated blood. And I'm deathly afraid of needles. I pass out when I get shots. And I have never had my blood drawn. And I did sports almost around the clock my whole whole high school when I could start donating blood and so because of sports I couldn't ever I always had a game the next day or something like that where I didn't want to have low blood but now that I'm older I know it's something that I should be doing and so I'm actually going to make an effort to do that is donate blood and you know some people don't they have religious reasons against it or just don't want to and that's understandable but that's something you can do a physical thing you can do to possibly save someone's life so just think about maybe donating blood number five is um, homeless packs and this I know there's a lot of controversy about um, helping homeless people and I, I've met people who genuinely don't think you should and I think that's wrong and I think that's horrible and I'm I'm sad that they feel that way and that you know they can't whatever but I what I've been doing is so I go to school in Arizona Phoenix 
and there's a lot of homeless people on pretty much every corner and so what I did is I I thought about the needs obviously there's food shelters and and places like that and I and I don't really want to just give them direct money and I don't really have a lot of money I don't carry cash to just give to them so what I started doing is I put together these little quart sizes of black bags with hygiene products and a little bit of food and some tampons and a water bottle because hydration is super important and I also put some quarters in there so they can use it in vending machines um and I give those out on the corners and I've had people literally cry when I give it to them and I don't say that like oh my gosh I'm changing their life but you know what I'm saying like it means a lot and I give them a real genuine smile and I say I hope you're having you know I hope you have a great day and 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 I'm really excited to do that I get really excited to be able to give that to them and I'm always looking for them and so yeah that's something that I do and I if you want to do that I encourage it and also you know there's financially you can do financially support people there's paying for someone behind you in line paying for someone's food um, taking your friend out and paying for their food or if you know a family maybe is struggling offer to pay for their kids backpacks or something like that and I think that there's a level of you can't you have to be careful when you do this you know it can be offensive if you just walk up to someone and say you're you're financially struggling I'm gonna pay for this you know you have to do it and if they say no that's okay too but I think offering is a really good thing even offer to pay for someone's tank of gas that that's big um yeah which I've been trying to do that more you know I'm a college student and so I'm not I don't have a lot of financial freedom here but I try to do that as much as I can and then also just environmental kindness this is kind of thinking past to the next generation right this is taking that altruism or self selfish wait selflessness <laughs> taking that selflessness to the next level is you might not even be here but you're gonna do it anyway and those are really that's truly selfless acts of kindness is recycling taking care of the environment riding your bike all the things you can do eat a vegan diet or you know is con- a conscious diet about what you're consuming here and what companies you're supporting environmental kindness to the next generation is so important and i know we hear about that a lot but truly truly that's that's true acts of kindness i think acts of kindness also extend to empathy and standing up for people as well maybe uh, it's hard to because again you don't want to interfere interfere into someone's life but if you see you know in high school they were always like or middle school they're like if you see someone getting bullied stand up for them but i think we can also apply that into now adult life as well if you hear someone talking down to someone Maybe you don't even call that person out, but maybe you go to that person later and you say, hey, like, I'm really, I'm really sorry that they said that and that's not true. Or small things like that, um, verbal or support, supporting someone, encouraging someone, using your words. Those, those are great acts of kindness as well. Another thing too to take into consideration that I just thought about is people's love languages. And this applies more, not really to strangers, because how can you really know that? But people who you know is what are their love languages and if you don't know ask them and it's good to know your love language too you know there's free quizzes online maybe i'll i might make a whole podcast talking about love languages but think about what their love language is how do they feel the most loved and then do small acts of kindness within that so if it's physical touch give them a hug a random hug when it's welcomed (laughs) if it's words of affirmation write them a kind little note or send them an encouraging text 
If it's acts of service, do the dishes. You know, do, what's the other one? Quality time, ask them to hang out when they didn't initiate. Because one thing I notice is a lot of people who quality of time is their, their love languages, love language, they're oftentimes initiating to hang out with, with people first. And then sometimes they don't feel loved because no one ever asks first. And so take that ask first to hang out with them and spend time with them and, and then be fully present with time with them. A beautiful thing too is that we all have different talents and different things that we're good at and we can use that. So it's kind of specific to each person, you know, how how you want to be kind or random acts of kindness or whatever. It's specific to each person. Like I could, I just thought of right now, maybe I'll paint a little picture because I've been really into painting lately for one of my friends and be like, this reminded me of you. Maybe you love music and so you're passionate about music and maybe they're passionate about music and you make a playlist and you send them that playlist and say these songs all remind me of you oh my gosh if someone did that for me i think i'd cry i might do that right now for someone that's pretty good okay yes i love this i love this i believe it's really important too when you're doing all this is to trust your instincts and those little nudges that you feel deep inside you and i think as a woman we have to be and men have to be careful for safety reasons. Obviously, I wish I I wish I felt safe enough just to go, you know, into areas where a lot of homeless people are and talk to them and give them stuff and but as a woman, I think I have to take certain precautions. Um and, it, and it's horrible that people are there and they don't they don't get the privilege to take those precautions, right? That's a privilege, but I think we also need to keep in mind being safe, you know, if you if you get a vibe from someone just read that kind of respond to it so maybe if someone you know looks like they want to harm you don't don't you know you don't give them anything or you don't talk to them and that's that is okay too because you need to protect yourself so then you can later help more people and that's that's important as well and also i think but again with that same other side of that coin it's like you can't judge a book by its cover i remember one of my little homeless um homeless packs that I was giving out this guy he had tattoos and he's wearing all dark clothes and he had his hood up and he looked so not angry but his his energy was very dark and and down and I rolled down my window and I was like I'm gonna give it to him anyway you know I'm in my car obviously at a stoplight like you know I'm okay it's safe here and I rolled down my window and I flagged him over and he saw me and he like lit up and he saw my little pack and he lit up and he smiled this the smile that like overtook his face and he and he was so warm and bubbly and I totally misread him based on his appearance which is wrong but I also think sometimes you know we have to do that for our safety but I think that was kind of wrong but I still gave him you know the Ziploc bag and with stuff so it's not like I didn't help him or anything but he was so 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 kind and he was so appreciative um, not that that matters, not that anyone needs to be appreciative for me to do something kind for them, but I definitely judged him wrong, and I and I think about that a lot, actually, and he he was literally, I would have been his friend, you know, like, he was, I wish I could have been his friend, but I had, the light turned green, I had to go, and I never saw him again, but I just think, you know, keep both things into consideration, safety, but also don't judge a book by its cover, and also go out of your comfort zone, because people are there, you know, like, that might be out of your comfort zone, but people are there, too, and they have to live they have to be there so you can go there 
as well, if that makes sense. I also think a safety thing, too, is, like, doing it with people, you know? Bring your friends with you and stuff like that. Like, bring people along with you for safety reasons, I think, is really, a, you know, that helps you be able to do more things. And I think, I think a lot about being a Christian, um, the Good Samaritan story, right? I think about how I don't, I feel conviction a lot because I walk past people I have walked past people who I know are in need and I do nothing. And I, then I, I read the Good Samaritan story again, which I've heard so many times. But, And it hit me is I am those people. I am those Pharisees and people who walk past him. And if you don't know the story, it's a man. He's on the side of the street and he's beat up. And he is hurt. And all these high up, really religious people who think they're, you know, they have title and fame. and Not fame, but they have title. And they're so knowledgeable and religious. And they walk past him because he's like a controversial person or someone who people don't really like. And this guy who walks past, who should have been his enemy or shouldn't have liked him, sees him, right? You have to notice them. And he, and he stops and he helps him and he gets him. I think it's like a, he gets him like at an inn, which would be like a hotel nowadays, right? He takes him to the inn and he, and he, pays for a room for him and helps him heal and all this stuff and so I read this story and I was like every time I drive past a homeless person and I don't do anything I feel as though I'm that person and obviously you know sometimes you can't sometimes you literally are running late to work and you will be fired if you stop you know but I just had I was very convicted I was like I am that person you know that walks past or drives past and I don't want to be that person anymore so yeah I think I think you know, obviously it's, Jesus says, do unto others as you want done to you. But also we think about Jesus and, and we, we, he's the ultimate altruist, right? And he, we can never repay him. And if you, and again, if you're not a Christian, that's totally okay, but we can never repay him for what he's done for us. And so he's our ultimate example. And so we can mimic that. We can do things that no one can, we don't expect to be repaid for. That's, that's, it's totally fine. I also want to talk about too, like, it's very, I think it's easier to be kind to strangers in some ways. And it's harder when it's your friends and your family who have hurt you or you've hurt them and, and things seem a lot more complicated. It's, it's easy for me to buy coffee for a stranger, but it's harder for me sometimes or I don't think of it as much sometimes to do something nice for my sister or buy coffee for my sister because oh she's my sister she can pay for herself you know but I think we have to remember and I'm working on this a lot is the same kindness I extend to strangers I should also extend to my loved ones and my friends and my family and that's something I am so guilty of if someone met me they they would probably think for the most part oh she's so nice you know because I try really hard to be nice to strangers but if you knew me, obviously, you know, I'm not perfect and, you know, so it's, it's weird. It's like, what will strangers say about you? But what will your family say about you too? It's, I think it's sometimes the hardest to be kind to your family just because there's so much there. There's so much baggage and history of literally your whole life of history. So how can you do acts of kindness to your family as well? And if anything, it's funny because if anything, we should know how to do that better because they we know them like we know them like no one else right our our bestest friends or our family or we know them like no one else so we should be able to 
to show them the greatest amount of kindness, right? But it's the hardest. Oy. So opening up this book, I paged a f- like did a little tab on a few of the pages because I really liked the quotes and I wanted to mention them. This first one is oh my gosh, I don't know how to pronounce anyone's name. Oh my gosh. First one is by Zoroaster. That just feels wrong. Zoroaster. I'm embarrassed. Z-O-R-O-A-S-T-E-R. It says, taking the first footstep with a good thought, the second with a good word, and the third with a good deed, I entered paradise. And I think that's true, right? It starts with a thought, then it goes to word, and then it goes to deed. Like, you follow this natural progression, but I, I really like that because you, you do end, you enter paradise by helping other people, and and your life is better. And there's, it's beautiful on the other side, not being selfish. Which again, I totally am selfish, so all the time, you know. But I'm working not to be all the time. The next quote is, it doesn't say who it's by, but it says, A bit of fragrance always clings to the hand that gives roses. And again, this is saying like, when you do something kind, you know, it, it lingers and affects you as well in a positive way. And it changes you as much as much as you think you're changing this person's life. You know, they're changing your life, right? And I've learned that a lot through volunteering. Um, I work with teen moms um, with an organization. And when I first started, I was like, oh, how can I help these girls? And how can I, you know, be there for them and all this stuff? But through the process, you know, they've changed me so much. And they've been my friend. And they've helped me realize things. And it's like, not what I can give them, but it's about a relationship, right? So, yeah, I really liked that as well. And I think there was one more, but I cannot find it. The other quote is, I feel that there is nothing more truly artistic than to love people. And that's by Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh. So I encourage all of you, if you would like, to journal or just think about maybe five things you can do over the next few days or today even or just look just just try to be present and aware of opportunities over the next few days and as I go on my trip I'm probably going to encounter a lot of different people um, and be with my cousins and I'm going to look I'm going to consciously every day I wake up and I think I'm going to look for something to do kind today and and it, it is hard in the beginning and it will become easier but it's a choice and, and, you know, you have to make that choice and there's days I don't make that choice. A lot of days, but I encourage you guys just to think about that. Maybe digest. So yes, thank you so much for tuning in for the second episode. I'm really grateful. I'm still just figuring it out, but I really like talking. (laughs) I love talking. So thank you. And I hope you know today that you are loved and you are seen and you are heard. And thank you for hearing me.